Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Mm. Uh, we were joined... Joined by... in the studio by Jake Lambert, who's a yeah. brilliant comedian, Paul. Comedian. He had a little accident on the way in, he didn't did, he? He did, yeah. Yeah, he did. Not that sort of accident, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> wet himself. Well, we don't know. Well, Maybe he was covering that up. Oh, yeah. That <laughs> Maybe that's what he did, the old, the old trick. Yeah, deflection technique. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Uh, anyway, you'll hear all that. Um, Danny Cowley came in, former Lincoln, Huddersfield and Portsmouth manager. Yeah, Talking about life on the outside. Really the, interesting. Yeah, interesting guy. Yeah. yeah been sort of, him and his brother Danny done great in management. They've been nine months out looking to get back in. Yeah, I think they will Talking soon. about his previous career and his Getting towards club. Christmas, people get sacked, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Um, yeah, every cloud and <laughs> Well, all they that. do, though, don't they? Uh, and... Um, Rod Woodward joined us. We he looked did. ahead to, to uh, Wales against uh, Turkey this evening. He Wales and he knocked, though he didn't knock the lock, he did the combination he, lock. He played so. celebrity combination lock. So that should keep you going. Here it all is. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Uh, good afternoon, Paul. I wanted to uh, kick off just by telling you something I sing nearly every morning at the moment and I okay. didn't know if you or the listeners had a similar experience and wanted to call us on 03717 and sing their own versions oh uh, the best granola I've found Paul that I have for my breakfast yeah. is the Lidl it's yeah. Lidl super nutty granola <laughs> you are <laughs> and I sing every morning super super nut Super, super nut. I joined Super, super nut, super nutty granola. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So I didn't, I didn't know if anyone sang football songs to everyday, what is, everyday what is inanimate your, objects. Did your eight-year-old daughter at that point say, "Grow up"? <laughs> I'm trying to get does her to join she, in. Does she like it? She just sort of raised, shut up, raised her eyebrows. Shut she up, Dad. Shut up. Yeah. No, shut up. No, yeah. So super nutty granola. Okay. Is the song I yeah. sing. At the no, so that's interesting. If if you sing because people. Do, they sing football songs, songs don't they? Inanimate the things objects. That, yeah. Or their dog. Right. Yeah. You know, or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. So in what context do they sing a football song much like Charlie's Super, Super Nutty, Nutty granola. granola? Yeah. Super Nutty Granola. Yeah. And then soup. Now that's enough, Charlie. <laughs> soup. Yeah, that's it. Does it half an hour? There we are. <laughs> 
Um, if okay. you want to ring in <clears throat> with them, I thought yeah. they could sing them down the phone to us. <clears throat> 3717 <clears throat> Maybe we'll have to try and guess the song that goes yeah, with it. Yeah, that'd be that nice. That might be yeah, nice. That's a good once, idea. Once you've yeah. told us what it is you sing to, um, talksport.com. Well, we'll see if that's a rich theme or not. See if that turns um, up or not. 03717 uh, talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Quite taken with the story that you're like this, Charlie, yeah. as a fisherman. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Fisher person. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Uh, Fisher them. <laughs> um, Angling Direct is selling uh, £20 advent calendars with 24 days of fishing tackle behind oh, the doors. Oh, lovely hooks. This We're going to get one for our old mate. Uh, uh, Nigel Botherway, oh, yeah, haven't lovely. we? We've had him enough on the years, over the years on fi- on uh, clips of the week. To at least we can do twenty quid, we have a whip round. But do you want to see? Do you want to know what's in it? It's, I've, it? I've maggots? It. Any maggots in there? No, no. Day gen- four no maggots. Gen- no gentle worms. Um, on day five. Angling Direct Advent Calendar Twenty Twenty Three. They want to send this one. Let me see what it says on the Angling Direct. Step into the festive season with the Angling Direct Advent Calendar, a treasure trove, meticulously curated for the devoted okay, angler. Yeah, lovely, nice, lovely, lovely, yeah. An exclusive assembly of quality fishing tackle awaits behind each of the 24 doors, ensuring that every day unveils a new surprise to enhance your angling experience. This is all very good. Okay, do you want to know what's in it? Yeah, (laughs) On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love (laughs) said to me, some pellet hooks to nylon maximises bait presentation. Oh, lovely. Do you know what that means, Paul? So so that's so the the bait sits up nicely. Nice, nice. Nicely on the... So the bait sits up, the carp goes down, he tries to get the the boiler, whatever's on the I won't give you all 24 days, but you get a waggler on one of the days. Waggler uh, float adapters. You get some chod rigs. Chod oh, rig, lovely, you get a chod lovely. rig. Yeah, you get a swivel lovely. pack. And this is all Spanish to me, I'm afraid. <laughs> you get a carp specimen bobbin. Oh, brackets yeah. blue. Oh, very nice. You get some, uh, you get a jig headset. That sounds quite nice. <laughs> you get a pipe snap tackle. Oh, wow. You get um, soft bait Texas lure rig. <laughs> In one, <laughs> you you won't go far wrong with these feeder float stops. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, we had a bit of a mad moment yesterday. I don't know if this is for on air or not. We oh, had this oh, idea on. that well, lots and lots of famous people through history would go on um, bullseye because yeah. there was an old bullseye on challenge being interviewed. By uh, by Jim Bowen in the oh, style that Jim would do it, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, with yeah. a non-darts player, he's yeah. called Boutros Boutros <laughs> Garley. Boutros, lovely to meet you. Hello, yeah, Jim. Oh, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? I'm Secretary General United. Oh, that must be a fascinating yeah, job. Yeah, do you, oh, yeah. you have any interests outside of that? You know, just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy and wouldn't and dwell see, too long on that. I see Henry, you've been married eight times. Yeah, yeah. De- yeah. Divorced, div- divorced from the beheaded super, super yeah. smashing. <laughs> so beheaded? Did you beheaded, say? Smashing, smashing. I say at least at least one of them survived. Yeah. That's where we're, anyway, <laughs> let's get on with the game. You're the non-darts player, Henry. Um, it's anyway, if you want to go down that road, I don't see why you should. This is a sports station, good sake. Uh, well, okay, well, let, let's do that. Uh, what else we got for you? Oh, yeah, the advent calendar. Lovely. We just yes. wondered if there was a talk sport advent oh, calendar. What a lovely idea. I mean, we all kick off with breakfast, Alan. There'll be a little miniature behind it. <laughs> yeah, a little. Just uh, be. Just, just one little. Just empty. A, just an <laughs> empty miniature. Yeah. Alan's contribution. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you beat be left licking the lid. <laughs> That's all you've sniff, got left. A sniff, a sniff yeah. of the cork. Alan, you were supposed to. I know. I, I, know. I supplied them, but something <laughs> happened on the way. So, that, yeah, okay. Well, do let us know what would be in yeah, the Talksport nice. Advent calendar. 
Um, yeah, apparently, uh, Lewis, the West Ham fans, sings, they're still on the side, they're still on the <laughs> side. Your, Your dirty dishes, they're still on the side. So there we started are. a bit low there, Paul. Thank you, to... Lewis, I did. Yeah, very yeah. nice. Yeah, okay, yeah. You, I, yeah, it's always difficult, isn't it, knowing which very key nice. to go in. Um, my missus is a paramedic so I often sing to her you're going home in a Yorkshire ambulance <laughs> says John Boy the Huddersfield fan that's, okay. an, old, that's an old school chant I haven't yeah. heard that for a while football uh, football chants out of context please let us know your stories 03717 talksport.com text 1889 tweet TSH&J I can see on our screens on Sky News currently chatting is our old mate Andy Brassel. Oh, yeah, there he is. Um, Andy Brassel received uh, a message from one of our production team she did. Uh, the she other did. day. Yeah, he did. did. Oh, he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, from yeah, one yeah, of our production team, which yeah. was destined for somebody <laughs> Someone else. else. Somebody else. Someone else. Andy thought, aye, aye. <clears throat> He's a happily married man. He exactly. didn't know what was going on. He didn't on. know what was happening, but, you know. <clears throat> it's all but very anyway, innocent. Very innocent. Off the back of the conversation we had uh, with uh, one of our production team, yeah. Um, <laughs> Our producer was telling us these sort of things can happen. Uh, his dad once sent a message, I believe destined for John's mum, yeah. um, which but went to his golf coach got, yeah. that said, oh, I've got us two tickets for the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine being the golf coach <laughs> and you're thinking... Well, what is it? Is it that's like nice, they've done Tin Cup the Musical or something? Yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's nice. Uh, well, I'm, what night? Imagine that. Not until, What's it for? Not until the golf, the golf coach is thinking, well, I didn't think we had that kind of relationship. <laughs> I mean, I like Very the fella, nice. but I think an hour a week working yeah, on his enough, swing you know, is enough. I don't want to say turn your right hand over a bit. Let's spend a whole eggy evening with him at the theatre. <laughs> and then, of course, he said, so if, you, if you've exactly. had, uh, as Stuart would say, humourable messages yeah. that were misdirected, we'd love to hear your stories. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport. Just talking all over the news. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else. He's, he's talking talking crashing news. into the news. Now he's knocked his water over. <laughs> he's on fire. Having a it's right, oh. it's no, there's no expensive broadcasting <laughs> equipment <laughs> in here, Jake. <laughs> I just feel this entire glass of water just gone over there. Yeah. It's, I couldn't believe they gave it to me and let me come in with it's it. Not gone over, it's not gone over the equipment. That's, the producer's come in with paper towels. Down for that he's, well. he's found his level, the producer, <laughs> isn't he? I've never seen a man move so quickly with paper towels. Look at that. I'm so sorry. I couldn't believe There's smoke coming out of this screen, John. Can you just. The thing is, Jake isn't that sort of comic. He's I not, know. He really you do, do a lot. Any, do you do a lot no of physical stuff <laughs> in the act? Nothing dude. physically or anything. It's like it's working with Jack Tatty, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Blimey! It's just all words. Holding that balloon, pretending <laughs> he's up against the wall. Uh, oh, I was thirsty as well. Yeah. Mm, there we are. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the most important thing. Never <laughs> mind half a million quids of a broadcaster. Oh, I've got a bit of a bit of a dry throat. Well, Jake Lambert joins us for the last time in the yeah. talk. <laughs> Good afternoon, Jake. Uh, good afternoon, how are you? Yeah, not, well, was, all right, actually, a couple of minutes ago. Um, but uh, Jake's on tour, it's his first uh, national tour. Yeah. I don't yeah. like this, the Telegraph, Jake, have described you as a joke machine. That's very nice. With AI, careful what you wish for, yeah. because <laughs> yeah. you could be out of work. Well, they could just, if anyone's just the push AI a wheelie of comedy, bin, it's Jake, I tell you. Just push a wheelie <laughs> bin on, saying, hello, mate, what's your name, where are you from, what do you do? You've, you've seen my act. <laughs> 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 trying to sell a tour here. <laughs> um, yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Being called a joke machine or not? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was. Then you <laughs> said all that. So, <laughs> maybe not. It's a doomsday scenario. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is very nice. If I'm a joke machine, probably not best to spill water around me. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jake, Jake, your routine's really interesting, actually, Jake, isn't it? Because yeah. you, uh, you were big on Twitter. You got yes. big on Twitter wow. for writing, like when Twitter sort of 
first became hugely when it was popular. good and nice when it was good and nice yeah you you wrote loads of what were you little lost lad on, yeah, yeah. on twitter got really and then and then you, and then you did it in the live arena didn't you yeah then i moved on to so what was that steel machine i just it was off <laughs> on twitter yeah. online went offline on stage that worked yeah kept doing it now i'm not on twitter i've turned my back on it now I just don't use it at all. I'm on Instagram now. Were you yeah, already, yeah. when you first started doing that stuff online, had you already done some stand-up to a live audience? No, never. No, I did really? I did it for about two years on Twitter. And yeah. then some comedians, uh, so I pointed at Charlie, but not Charlie, some comedians uh, messaged me asking if, asking if they could buy the jokes off me. Wow. Right. But I was like, I might as well just do this myself then. Yeah. So yeah. I did. And then it worked. How much do you charge oh, for yeah, a joke? Well, yeah. That's the question. Well, well, now was... I know what people charge, and yeah. I know what they were trying to pay me, so I made the right decision by doing it yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a fellow Bob Monkhouse, uh, God rest his soul, used to write for Max Miller, the famous old he musical, did, yeah. the biggest comedy stars right. of, of his time. And um, he would just stand at the stage door, and as Max Miller was leaving the theatre, he'd sort of shout the joke out to him. He'd say, yeah, not bad, not bad, oh, son. No, and not like, bad, not and he'd bad. give him like a couple of... Bob oh, for the joke. Do. That's, like the initial, that's like the original Twitter. Before yeah. Twitter, that's all you had to do, just shout them on the street. Twitter live. And, <laughs> and he, he said to him one day, give me ten more like that and I'll give you folding money. Is oh, what, nice. what, so that, there yeah. So, I mean, there is a, there is a kind of, uh, there's a yeah. long line of this sort of thing going on. So yeah, that, you right. thought, well, hang on, rather than sell them to them, I'll just go up there and do them myself. Yeah, I'll do them for no money in London in, in pubs yeah. and yeah. then eventually hope that people but will that's just pay me. That's the best way to get into it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that's do the way, isn't it? Do go and do two hundred gigs, and then find out if you're any good at it. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what happens, isn't it? And then when you go to these open mic gigs, someone else there will run a, their own gig, and they say, "Can you come and do that?" Yeah. And then you, every time you do a gig, you get given another gig, and then those gigs get slightly bigger, and then eventually, hopefully, you quit your job hmm. and you start doing it full time. But that's now, now you're happens. in a really interesting position, I think, in your career because you support Michael McIntyre, don't you? I do. Yeah. So, so you're, if you follow if you follow Jake on Instagram, yeah, he'll often be in. Dubai or in like a massive gig in New York, wow. you know, supporting Michael somewhere around the world. I get about, yeah. And then the next day you'll be in front of 50, he'll fly <laughs> home and he'll be in front of 50 people in a in a club gig somewhere. I mean, what, yeah, I'll do a bit of everything. Keep how, it grounded. Do, how do you play them differently, Jake? Oh, I learnt that the hard way. We did Australia for two weeks and it was like the Kudos Arena in Sydney, I think it's like 15,000 people or something. Mm -hmm. Did that twice. It was amazing. We were in Melbourne, Brisbane, all over. I came home, my first gig was to about 60 people. Wow. And I definitely walked onto that stage with the wrong energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were literally less than what was the front row of the last gig I did. Wow. And I could have learnt their names while I was up there. And I definitely played it like they were... They were you know, when, when you play an arena, yeah. the lights are on you, so you can't see. So they say, don't worry, you won't be able to see anything. But what you can see is like the lights of like the doors or the fire exits or people taking photos. So it looks like you're staring at like a massive spaceship. It's just black <laughs> with these lights. You go, that's actually worse. Wow. And then you go to, you know, back to the, the, the normal gig for me. And you have to learn to actually make it a bit more less. It actually feels quite lonely when you're on those massive stages. Sure, yeah. Because you're quite far from the audience and the stage is huge. And then you're on three screens behind you, so you become really aware of like your facial expression. Or mm. like, obviously, you have to brush your teeth before you go on. Yeah, like that. you've got nice teeth, Jake. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. If you yeah. want to see them live, it's Jake Mallet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go and see Jake. <laughs> Comedy.com. Yeah, yeah. So you tour. are. You're going on. You're going on your big tour. Yeah. And um, all over the place. Smaller venues than Michael. Next. Well, next April. Uh, is that when it starts? That's I thought it was March. Nice. But oh, no, sorry, no, March twenty seventh. I do apologise. No. Cardiff Glee, March twenty seventh, and then then you got a two week break to take stock. See how that went. 
<laughs> and then you hit the road hard after that, right, right around the country. Yeah. Well, it's it, I'm doing it whilst I'm also with Michael, so right. we're both sort of touring at the same time. Okay, I'm not, not a direct rival. Yeah, but I'm supporting him on his, and then I'll go and do mine. So. You know, I, I make my money with Michael, yeah. and then I go yeah. and lose money at my. No, own but you're time. doing what you're also with your Instagram and stuff. You're yes, you're, you're sort of at the, you're sort of at the forefront technologically, technologically again. Go on. Which is when you're you're doing these things where you sort of talk to the camera about different things that you've noticed. Yeah, I just sort of walk <laughs> around the park, and then I just put a thought out there and somehow people like it so yeah. I, don't, I don't actually look at the camera because I can't I look where I'm going and have the camera facing at me because yeah. I, I find it weird to look because people end up you just look at yourself so I made the decision to not look at myself look where I'm going and I just walk around the park and then I just come up with a thought and people seem to like it yeah so comedians are always trying to build their audience you seem to be yeah. at the forefront of that do you, very nice. do you study that where that's going do you study those technological advances no it's all luck and laziness I think because sometimes there's gigs you get offered in I was going to name a place but last time I was here I think I named a place oh. and then I end up gigging there two weeks later oh, oh right um, oh. it was Nottingham oh. but sometimes <laughs> you, you, you can <clears throat> either go and do this, these gigs and maybe they're not as well paid or it's quite far or I could just sort of go for a walk around my park film a video put that out and hope that it sells some tickets to my tour yeah. show yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's better yeah yeah of course it yeah. is yeah, yeah. and I get to just be at home it's, in the clever. it's not lazy just, it's clever just going back to something you said earlier on that's a big difference between being funny online coming up with gags and then getting in front of an audience and selling them you know, yeah did you, was, was, was there ever a point you think I don't mean I'm cut out for this maybe I should do or did you feel from day one that you were the person that did it and you felt that confidence to do that because it's a fairly terrifying thought for a lot of people including me yeah well I think actually I, I never tend to overthink anything. I'm not sure that comes across. But, <laughs> but I also, I wanted to uh, write and uh, direct short films, mm. comedy films. Yeah. But writing those takes ages. And then getting them all made, getting the crew together, editing mm. everything takes a long time. But if you just go onto stage and tell the story you want to tell, yeah. um, it doesn't cost anything. Mm. And you just get to go and do it. And it takes, you know, that day's work. Yeah. So... It was just sort of fell into it mm. and then kept going. Yeah, the immediacy. Um, yeah. So and it was all lucky. You say touring with Michael McIntyre. Yeah. He's pretty, very well connected at Tottenham. Oh, uh, yes. Michael. Oh, yes. He, uh, I've got the gig. Well, you sit, yeah. <laughs> it's the Spurs Mafia. Even Paul's number. I, see, I often see him sitting up in the director's box. Yeah, yeah. Very, so I've been in there. Yeah. Have you, very have nice. you, oh, you've gone along as a guest, have you? Yeah, yeah. With Daniel and the gang? I was there when it was the um, the big uh, Tottenham Arsenal game when we right. uh, when we beat them and when we them oh, the three nil. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. lovely. Mm. Yeah, I was there for that game. It was incredible. So I've, I've been in there. They let me in sometimes. Did you yeah. hire one of those long black overcoats or did he have a spare You haven't got one in your wardrobe. That's what you it's, need to it's wear. It's very hard because, you, you know, especially when it's someone like the chairman, there's, there's sometimes you have opinions on these people. Yeah. And then you quickly crumble when yeah. you're face to face with them. And you, you just go, thank you, you for having you me. You learn not to just get involved in anything the club you didn't start saying, Oi, no, why no. didn't we sign? Because you are a Tottenham fan, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I just keep quiet and just thanks for having me and thanks for the, the cheese right. and wine. What do you prefer? Oh, yeah. Do you prefer it at the top table or do you, do you like slamming it or is that a silly question? Um, <laughs> it's, because it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a to... it's a different experience, isn't it, in, in the director's box. You can't quite cut loose. You can't start, you know, in the Arsenal game, you can't start... Giving Rob Holding a send off as he, as he <laughs> after that red card. Yeah. Cheerios. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. Sack the Cheerios. Sack the <laughs> but there's a certain there's certain things you can't do when you're at the top table. Definitely. Right? But then that game got so crazy yeah. that 
I sort of caught myself when I think the third goal went in, sort of really jumping around and punching yeah, the air. And I right. thought, I hope that's not picked up on Sky. Yeah, you lose yourself. still puts it on the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. Dressing room wall yeah, exactly, before yeah. every game. Jake Lambert, look at him. Look at him. He's loving it's it. Daniel Levy's mate and he's dancing on our grave. <laughs> Stick it to him next time. So, uh, the Sunshine Kid, the show is called. Yeah, it's called yeah. that. Yeah, what do you all think? over the country. What do you think of that name? And and it's it going to go lovely. international soon, but I don't know if that really helps. Although it'd be, dis- it'd be desperate when you're a bit older if you're still yeah, trying, you know. if you're still trained off in your sixty. Well, I thought that the reason I went like still went Jensen. for it is because like Bill Clinton was like the comeback kid, wasn't he? He was that when he was in his forties. Yeah, so I think yeah, you can yeah. still the kids sort you of can still see, work. Can still get away yeah. with that. The Cincinnati right. kids. Yeah, yeah. Cisco right. kids. Other kids. There's are other available. kids. There are kids. Yeah, yeah, a lot of kids available. Billy the kid. Who's that? Billy. Billy the kid. Cowboys. Come on, let's have let's have your favourite kids. Come on, let's have. That's <laughs> top your top ten kids. Dave Kidd, of course. Uh, Dave Kidd from the Sun. Yeah, yeah, Dave just Kidd. other. Uh, yeah, we get the idea with that. Um, uh, so yeah, lovely to see you, Jake. Thank you very much. For Thanks coming for coming in, in Jake. Sorry about the water. Well, I said the tour. Right. I mean, obviously, the, the first couple of weeks of the tour, you'd be paying for this equipment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's a bit of a lost leader for you. But uh, yeah, good to see you. Best luck with the tour. Oh, thank you very much. All Thanks for having me. All Yeah, Jake. No, Jake. Lambert, Lambert Comedy. Comedy. Dot com. He does that on purpose. Unbelievable. He does it on purpose. He does it on purpose. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he wants to sell his tickets. He doesn't want you selling your tickets. com. That's it. Just where you'll find the tickets. Thank you, Jake. All the best. Oh, cheers. Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport, where uh, in the second hour, Danny Cowley will be popping in to see us. Very nice, I'm excited about that, actually. 
manager, of course, at uh, Lincoln City, Huddersfield Town, and more recently Portsmouth. Yes. Was, I think had the, the prospect of the Bradford job last week. And but... I would say linked to every lower league yeah. job ever. And yeah. some upper league jobs. Yeah, that's well, right. So, But I think keen to get back in mm. um, after, what, was it January? That, I think that so, yeah. Pompey. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Danny about that and career so far take any questions you have talksport.com text 1889 tweet and j uh yeah later on we're going to be talking about port vale some comments so let's be honest it was robbie williams wasn't it robbie was over in the states and it's been reported yeah. he's he said a few things that that kind of hinted that we could maybe have another wrexham on our hands i think he's always been connected to yeah it, is he? yeah I mean, always have said always it. and yeah, i think when always. they were i think there was a time when they were really in trouble and i think he may have put a few quid in then i yeah. don't know but but you know, yeah, he's been inspired by the Wrexham story. I can imagine, it's, it's, yeah. Uh, so maybe, yeah. Who has knows? He, has anyway. he ever been to Torquay, Paul? Do you know, Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah. you'd like him. Would he well, like to be inspired by another story? Oh, okay. Really? <laughs> so, he, come on. No, I think it's going to be Port Valor anywhere, isn't it? As he's yeah, uh, so. his yeah, part yeah, of the world. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're going to chat about that and see what they're making of that. All the Port Vale fans a little bit later on. Uh, but um, you asked Charlie now mention we've had so many texts and tweets Paul. you've been telling us Charlie that um, in the morning just, yeah. uh, in the mornings you've been the, the best the best granola for people who want a good granola you like this granola, granola, I like this granola it's the it's the Lidl yeah super nutty granola super nutty granola. loads of nuts in it Paul yeah, well, the so granola's nice it's super I, I'd be disappointed if there wasn't but a lot of the time you'll, you'll get something called super nutty granola it'll have yeah. four nuts in it whenever. this is plen- plenty of nuts okay. in the super nutty granola good anyway while I'm making what about fruit is there a lot there's of fruit there's no fruit it's nutty just nut. it's, okay, just it's nut. super nutty granola okay, okay. if you want super fruit and nut granola <laughs> okay. that's a different bag okay sorry <laughs> okay. okay yeah it was a silly question really. exactly yeah super super nut super nutty granola and you sing that yeah, every lo- morning lovely to live mm. with aren't I what are we having for breakfast <laughs> don't start your dad off <laughs> um, so we were asking um, but I had Adam in Wakefield, he says, uh, Friday morning, and we're off. He says, Yeah, we sing, it's Friday morning, and we're off to nursery. <laughs> nursery! Nursery! That's what he sings to <laughs> the his kids. The kids love it. To except, his kids. Because they rarely see, I mean, I'm singing all the time, but people rarely see yeah. their dad singing and stuff. That's one of the things about football, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that's. I mean, get the kids in a good mood. Exactly. When you're in well, the car, not? get them off to nursery. When getting my daughter dressed for school, this is Chris, the Leeds fan. When getting my daughter dressed for school to get her to stand up to pull her tights up, yes. I religiously chant, "Stand up! If you hate Man U, stand up! <laughs> if you hate Man U, this will never get boring." Chris says. Wow, I agree. Wembley Steve. Don't be doing it when she's 26. <laughs> Chris pulling her tights up for her, you know. I don't think she'll, no, be, I, I, I don't be, think right. she'll be wanting you to do it then. Uh, Wembley Steve says, um, whenever he, I, maybe whenever he, he says, every time I hear the traffic report, I find myself singing, One Woolwich Ferry, there's only one Woolwich Ferry. It's very strange, That's Wembley nice. Steve. It's very nice. Um, nice somebody was singing to his dog, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, Stacky the Blue Nose. He said, My blue Staffy has got a random white patch. So I sing, He's got a white <laughs> patch. On his head. <laughs> Just singing. What are the dogs oh, sort of I love standing singing there? stuff to the dog. Do you love singing stuff? Do you ever sing to anything to your dog? I, think I might do, yeah, but yeah. I can probably not football chants. One thing, Paul. I just, yeah. I've got to tell you this, actually. Yeah. Um, I brought up, you know, you know Graham, the dog guy off Netflix? Oh, yeah. Absolutely love him. 
Graham the dog off on Netflix. Netflix. He's on Netflix now as well. Oh, is he right? Yeah, 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 Maybe he's yeah, on Channel yeah. 5 for a What's his surname? Graham, um... Can't What's remember. He'll come back to me. Graham something. Um, I was told show. that I look a bit you like You look him. exactly like him. Because a few times I've been in... This is I've my been news. walking my dog and people said, it's you, isn't yeah. it? Graham Hall. Graham Hall. We, we are right. getting closer. We've got to get him in the studio to play Celebrity Combination Lock. Why is this? This would just be great to have you two in the same room. Okay, I, I have think to shave this off first. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be so great. But I was, we was, I was discussing on my non-league podcast with my friend John that we do the National Obsession, how he'd be such a good lower league football manager, wouldn't he? Because he's just all about, he's all about praise. He's all about praising them if they do the right thing, yeah, or 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 like you know telling them off if they're doing the wrong thing, and that's how he teaches them just to get the just to get the message across. Do you make somebody could go into non-league management with that clicker method? Exactly, with the yeah. clicker method. Yeah, he'd be so good at it. How does he do just it, walk Paul? Just walk. Well, just we're going to have a chat about yesterday's game. Just walk alongside me. No, walk. Not in front of me. Just click, click, right click, click. Get a biscuit. Click, click. Give good him boy. a biscuit. Good boy. Yeah, good boy. Be... Right in the kitchen. Yeah, in the kitchen. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I don't I think mean, you can. He'd be I, good at it. I don't think you can manage footballers like that. I mean, wow. over the years, I mean, give it, has, it a go. It has worked, doesn't it? It has give worked. It I go. suppose something very similar. Here we are. Um, anyway, I don't know. We got onto that. Anyway, I'm, we're, de- I'm going to. We're desperate to get him in before Christmas, just as a special treat for you. Just to, right. to show people, I don't think people, I don't think you do look that much like him. People no, always okay. go, yeah, he looks. They look like each li- other. just yeah, it was a little bit at one time, yeah. but not. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not the dandy dresser. He is. I haven't oh, got that yeah, selection of, of that cravat. I don't own a cravat, and I haven't got that selection tweed of tweed. Jacket, so brown, that, that brown would, boots. That would that would do it. Yes. Uh, Unhappy farmhand causing unrest by singing "Stand Up If You Hate Matt Manure." Yes, <laughs> that's, that's nice. Sean in Salford was quite taken with the idea of a TalkSport advent calendar. We said earlier on that the good people at Angling Direct oh, yes. are doing a special angling one, which has got things like chemical lights or deluxe hair rigs or pike snap tackle or yeah. swivel packs or carp specimen bobbins. Don't um, give them to kids, though, that, that advent no. calendar. Imagine it when they get they That turn, would be a great idea. school, pulling a hook, barbed... Yeah, ten, don't num- give one, number yeah. ten barbed hook out their finger. It's not for kids. <laughs> um, the Talksport Advent Calendar. Surely we said there'd be an empty miniature. Alan would help us out. We'd have a little empty, <laughs> an empty miniature behind one. It was supposed to be full, but you can guess what happened. Yeah. Um, Andy Jacobs have a little miniature block of speciality dark chocolate worth about. It'd be worth it for that alone. It'd be a tenner's worth. Ray Party Parlin have a little min, a mini USB disco light. These are all good ideas. The moose would have a very tiny tin of tuna. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's we are. true. Which he did which you could microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice, Sean in Salford. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, my son, last one. Yeah, my son, Robbie, loves a roast potato. So I sing, he's here, he's there. He loves le pomme de terre. Well, I wonder where that was going for a minute. <laughs> when my wife was pregnant, this is, is anonymous, un, uh, uh, not unbelievably. Yeah. When my wife was pregnant, I kept singing, Laura is massive everywhere she goes. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good for the self-esteem, is it? Charlie. Anyway, nice. uh, if you're singing football songs in a, in a non-football uh, environment, we'd love to hear TalkSport, and especially around your breakfast cereal. That's yeah, very fairly nice. niche. TalkSport.com, text 1889, tweet. Oh, here's one more. Hi, guys. I sing when I'm cooking my eggs. Who put the eggs in the frying pan? Skip to the Lumakari. Oh, OK. That's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, yeah, And we also mentioned earlier on our producer telling us that it was one of those cases of just sending a message to the wrong person yeah, he disastrous. his dad sent a uh, message to his golf coach 
saying, "I've great news, I've got us two tickets for the theatre. <laughs> Destined for his missus, of course, yeah. but sent to the golf coach. Very and nice. There must have been that couple of minutes... Where the golf coach is, all sorts of stuff is going through his head. Oh, what's this? Oh, blimey, I see him once. It's that bloke I see Who once a week. Who is Comes this? here once a week. He's invited me. What do I do? He's invited me. Can I accept them because he's a sort of professional? Do I want to go with he him? He swings too far. He lifts Could, his head. He lifts yeah, his head. He swings too fast. I, I, the relationship. I mean, we just and then suddenly you get that message back. So, oh, sorry about. Oh, sorry, that. not for Wrong you. Wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I'd like to say we're joined in the studio now by the former Lincoln City, Huddersfield Town, and Portsmouth manager Danny Cowley. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, Danny. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. I, I listen to you guys all the time, oh, so it's, oh, uh, well, it's, it's lovely, lovely to, to actually be here in person. I apologise. That Andy's not here. Really <laughs> thanks, thanks very much for coming in. As I said, we 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 talk about your career and plans to get back in and stuff. But um, yeah, I was just reading a little bit. I saw a couple of tweets from you about your daughter. She's at Chelsea. She's a good plan. She's been involved in the England under fifteen setup. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a proud dad tweet. I I, I tend not to. I try not to do that. But this was yeah, it was a special occasion and. Yeah, she's she's loved football really since 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 a young age, and uh, it's been great to watch her progress. And and yeah, she enjoys her football. She she plays at Chelsea now as well, and they've yeah. just been brilliant with with her and her development. And um, yeah, she had the opportunity to play in a, a UEFA development tournament um, and and play three games, which was which was great fun. And they managed to win the games. And yeah, hopefully. Um, you know, for her to keep striving and keep trying to improve. But, yeah, from a parent's point of view, it was when the national... national I've seen a lot in football, and football has been really, really good to our family. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we we we, lo- we all love the game. But, but yeah, to see your daughter... When when the national anthem come on, I actually felt myself quite emotional. Yeah. I just didn't, didn't, I didn't expect Imagine, to yeah. feel like that. So, it was, yeah, so it was you've good. kind of watched, as she's played from a young age, you've kind of watched attitudes and facilities and everything change kind of rapidly around women's football yeah, great timing yeah, great yeah timing. unbelievable it's been brilliant well obviously I spent the first 15 years of my working life as a PE teacher mm. and, and our biggest challenge in the, in the profession was was girls sport because it was cool for, for teenage girls to, to look good but the process of looking good maybe getting hot sweat and sweaty and muddy mm. wasn't 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 so cool and um, it was a really big challenge when, when I when I left the profession in, in 2016 it was still still a huge challenge even at that time so it's been fantastic to see the way it's progressed and and now the girls you know they you know what 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 the England Lionesses did mm. just just incredible not just their performances on the pitch but the way they conducted themselves off the pitch I think the 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 legacy that they've left has been been so inspiring for young girls and now their girls actually can look up to to people that are like themselves yeah. rather than looking at maybe even for my daughter when she first started her favourite player player would have been would have would have been would have been a male player yeah and don't get me wrong she's a West Ham supporter so she still well she really loved Declan Weiss until he went to, to Arsenal <laughs> but, um, but but no so now for her to look up to the to the women like she does and and actually now potentially to be able to have a, have a career in, mm-hmm. in, 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 in a sport. It's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, indeed. And I, I, so when you speak to people in teaching, you think that attitude has changed? I think sort of more girls are getting involved in sport because of that inspiration and more more are playing football. That's less of a an attitude, that one you said earlier on, where it was trying to entice more girls into playing sport at that age when you were teaching. Yeah, I, I believe so. I just I just just look at look at the amount of girls that are playing sport now. And I've had I've been lucky enough to kind of live the journey with Isabella and uh, coach her team. So mm. I coached her, her grassroots teams oh. all the way through to I kind of let, let it was it, it was the right time to let her to move to, to go on to so Chelsea. So were you doing that in parallel with the full time job? 
jobs in yes, football. Yes, yeah. yes. So, right, yeah, I would have coached in, in Lincoln and then Isabella went to play in uh, Notts County and I did mm. some coaching there. Even yeah. though I was Lincoln manager, I was coaching in Notts County, <laughs> I think maybe under 11s, under 12s, which was just great fun. Wow. And then um, we we moved to the South Coast and, and Isabella played for a team called Atalanta mm. and they had... They had girls teams all the way through um, and yeah, from literally under under sixes all the way through to under 16. So I had Brilliant. the opportunity to coach all the girls across all the age groups. And, you know, for, for, for myself, I, I love football and football gave me so much. And my parents actually coached mine and Nikki's teams all the way through. So my yeah. dad would be in the coach. My mum would have cut the oranges up and done all the secretarial yeah. jobs. Would that and, interest you, know, coach? I mean, there's, there's a number of male coaches in at the top level of the women's game. Is that something that... that would interest yeah, you potentially? I, I think it's always to, to have the open mind. I, I just finished. I finished my pro license last year. I actually did. Um, you have to finish with a dissertation, and and I actually finished my my dissertation was actually on. And you can imagine. I think there's been 500 people that have got their their pro license in this country, and a, a lot of the te- technical and tactical aspects of the game have, has been covered in, in in great detail. So I wanted to try to do something different. So I looked at the looked at coaching the adolescent girl in comparison to coaching the adolescent boy. And, oh, yeah. I, you know, well, it, was a, it was a piece of research I did, was, which was really interesting to see how the, how the female mind works. And, um, yeah, I think for, for, for myself, you know, I love, I love sport, I, I love football, and I love working with, with, with players. And, you know, I wake up every morning with the ambition of just trying to help people to, to yeah. get better. Mm. I think you can see that, actually, when looking at your management career from afar and the, the, the success that you've had is that you've obviously worked at all levels of the game and it's just absolutely in your blood and I think that's what you bring to a team and, and to a football club what do you look for in a football club to give you back? Yeah, I think a good a good question I think you're always trying to find a club that's probably self-aware enough to know where it is today has mm. clarity maybe over where it wants to go and I think once you get the start point and the destination then you can then decide whether you've got the skill set to maybe put the stepping stones in place. And I think always, you know, once you understand the start point and the destination, it's then to understand from the club's perspective what they perceive to be the time frame because yeah. Yeah. we know in football you, do, you don't always get too much time so you have to make sure that that, that you're aligned in, 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 that, in that way of working but I think we've had our best successes when, when we've worked with good people really and I think you you know for, for Nicky and I it's never been a, a, a one man or a two man job it's always been a collection of, of people that have the club's best interests at heart and, and, and want to work really really hard and hopefully want to work intelligently hard Do you, do you I suppose you do encounter unrealistic expectations maybe when you're talking to a team or a, a chairman or a board and they're you know they say well this is what we want to achieve in the next two years and maybe it's quite hard an interview to say well that's not going to happen that's a five-year plan or whatever it must be quite difficult to in that situation to be honest and say that yeah i think it is i think it is and i, I think probably through experience um We've we've learnt to do that. Mm. Um, we're obviously, you know, we, we we left Portsmouth at the beginning of this year and loved our time there. Brilliant football club mm. with just a brilliant support base. Um, I think I th- I think yeah, in this period we've we've learnt a lot and to try to find alignment. I think that's what you're always looking for. You 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 know you want to find a club that. That, that is aligned with with your views and beliefs in the game. You know, I love football. Mm. I wake up every morning, it's the first thing I think about. Yeah. It's always the last thing I think about before I go to bed. And, and you want to find people that have that energy and that enthusiasm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great job because you get to wake up every morning, you get to help 
players get better and improve and develop, but you also get to work in an organisation that you know means so much to so many people. Yeah. And that, mm. that to me is so so inspiring. And, you know, I left a, I left a teaching profession that I absolutely loved. I loved waking up every morning and, and working, working with children and working in sport. And it would... You know, it would have only been for football that I would have I would have left. Yeah. But I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the the time. I've you know I think fifteen years now I've been a manager, yeah. either at part time or at full time level. Yeah. So yeah, miss it every day and just looking forward to the next opportunity. There was a stories a couple of weeks ago that that the Bradford City job was yours, but really due to geography as much as anything. There's all sorts of reasons why you don't maybe take a job, but that was that just a bit of too far from home was that wider than mark that stuff or was that true no i, I think we, we we spoke with bradford city it's a great club with some really good people um it's obviously an unbelievable unbelievable support base yeah. Yeah. support base that should never ever be in in league two i mean I, I think it does say a lot about our football pyramid by the way i mean you know where else in the where else in world football would you see twenty thousand people mm. at a step four what is really a step four game yeah. um so yeah brilliant football club um we did speak to them we did get quite a long way down the line with them, but it just didn't feel that it was the, the right opportunity for us at, at the moment. I think, um, you know, we certainly wish them well. And I think in Graham Alexander, they've made a really shrewd appointment, um, a really oh, yeah. experienced experienced manager, obviously had an unbelievable playing career, got the very, mm. very most out of his playing career. And I watched them play Saturday, actually, against Notts County because it was the it was the early, early kickoff. And... Uh, yeah, they uh, they had a really tough first half. A terrible first half, didn't it? Four, really four nil at half time, wasn't yes, it? That game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Notts County are in a in a really good moment. Obviously, off the back of yeah. the promotion, Luke Williams, a young coach, very good very coach. good, fantastic, and they they were in real rhythm in the first half, but. Graham Alexander would have got into them at half time and certainly uh, got a response out of them second half and it was a much better performance yeah. from them. So yeah, for us, we, 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 we certainly wish them well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Cowley's with us, former uh, Lincoln, Huddersfield and Portsmouth manager. A lot of love coming in for yeah. Danny. A lot of fans of other clubs. I won't mention the clubs, I'll spare the blessing. Danny fancy coming to us. Yeah. Many of which <laughs> have already got managers, so we, we won't be doing that. Yeah. But it, was, it, it, was, it felt like a fairly meteoric rise Danny because you kind of clearly uh, paid your dues in, in coaching and worked in teaching but it was that cut run with Lincoln wasn't it where suddenly oh, yeah. the, the amount of sort of press coverage that you and your brother Nicky were, were getting around that was was pretty immense wasn't it yeah it was a, it was a special time it kind of everything aligned and yeah we had we had a, a really successful season we were obviously doing really really well in the league and I think the ambition would would take we'd been at Braintree the season before, um, which was a part-time team in a, in what was a full-time league, really, in the National League. We managed to finish third with just the best group of players. And, you know, it always been our dream and ambition to be involved in professional football. We come up a little bit short as players and you think the opportunity has gone. And then from nowhere, really, sort of March, April of that Braintree season, people sort of suggested that there might be, a, might be an opportunity. And, yeah, we ended up going to Lincoln and... Yeah, had had really good success. We 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 did well in the FA Cup. Obviously, had a, had a, had a, had a wonderful time. Got to the got to the third round, which was kind of our ambition as a national league team because you come in the fourth qualifying round. Yeah. We drew Ipswich. We were two one up against Ipswich away from home with a minute to go. And Tom Lawrence, I don't know if you remember him, brilliant yeah. pl- brilliant player. He um he 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 scored an equaliser. And you think the opportunity's gone, and yeah. then. Uh, we actually had the replay, and the replay was on 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 television, which which again helped us financially. And yeah, we managed to 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 beat Ipswich in the last minute, which was just a, Nathan Arnold scored a goal, just a just a great moment. And then beat Brighton and beat Burnley away, 
and then uh, that set us up to yeah. the, in, into the quarterfinals yeah. against yeah. Arsenal. So it was, um, yeah, we had the the one show, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, football's it all about crazy. stories. A lot of the time, football's yeah. about Especially stories, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. and your you and your brother working together is a great story. You know, the proclaimers yeah. of football. And do you, do you feel like working with your brother has been a blessing? Or do you feel cursed by that sometimes? <laughs> I get asked this question a lot, yeah. and I think we have quite a unique relationship. You know, with from a really young age, I, I was three years older than him. I don't look it, um, <laughs> but, but I think he always he would always play 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 football with my friends. We play cricket in the street, yeah. whatever it might be. So he, we were always lived in one another's pockets, and we always had similar interests. And I think, you know, we actually talked together. So we taught at a school, Fitzwymart School in in Rayleigh, Essex, and we were lucky enough in 2013 to become state sports school of the year. Had a brilliant time right. there, and we just had I kind of kind of had that telepathy and that, that understanding of each other and we yeah. always know where one another's going and I think you know ultimately I'm a little bit older so Nicky played for me at Concord Rangers for, for the first six years of I've my management there. career not have even, you not even the biggest club on Canvey Island well no <laughs> not, not, it, it is now it wasn't at the time we took over no it was literally a sport and social club Concord yeah. Rangers and I can remember yeah. Anthony Smith the chairman I begged him to get rid of that sport and social bit because I wanted us to be a football club and yeah. We, yeah, we managed to have three promotions got to the Conference South and yeah. Nicky played all the way through and I think he scored 27 goals in our first season Great. so he, he certainly helped helped my managerial career in the in the beginning we, we've, we've done a lot better since he's retired so I don't know if that makes him a, <laughs> a not very good player or a brilliant coach I'll leave yeah. that for you to you to decide but <laughs> but no we've got a, a unique relationship and it's one that um that works for us and yeah. I think yeah I'm a little bit older so I'm ultimately the the manager and he's the mm. assistant manager but ultimately yeah we I think because of the nature of our of our journey when you're at the smaller clubs you know you get used to doing all of the different jobs and you know whether it's you know the the the, the sports science the 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 analysis the even even washing the kit which is yeah. is bitch yeah. we had to do at Concord Rangers so um it's held us in good stead and and certainly having lived those roles then it's, it enables you to work better with now you're in a position where you have have people that you know you have such an unbelievable support network now yeah, at, yeah. at some of these clubs does, does Nicky have ambitions to manage himself has he voiced that to you has he nearly gone off and done his thing or? no I, I think I think for us it's a relationship that's really worked yeah. and we've been able to have have a lot of success and um, so we've all I, I couldn't imagine managing without him um, You'd have to ask him if he feels yeah. the same. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But, well, the news no. is coming in. No. He's, he's the new Bradford manager. Yeah. He's Hang on. <laughs> Tell me not to take it. <laughs> now, you, you left kind of after that great time at Lincoln, you left on your own terms and went to Huddersfield and Pompey. And it's a fact of life in management that, that you know, you weren't able to leave those jobs as you would have liked to have done. So I'm, I'm sure you learn as much. You probably learn more from it not going right as you do from it from it all uh, going swimmingly, don't uh, you? Absolutely. Huddersfield was just the best experience. I think we um, we took over a club that was in a relegation battle. I think they had one point after nine games, and you know we um, we they'd actually only won one game in 37 because they'd, they'd had a real difficult run in in the Premier League, and then then obviously the, the difficult start to the Championship season. Mm. And I learned so much, especially you know working with that quality of player, working with the amount of staff that we had. Um, also in terms of in terms of the, the coaches that you're, you're coaching against, you know I had the opportunity to, to manage against Marcelo Bielsa, who's just yeah. a football genius mm. and. 
Wow, got an absolute football education at in front of about forty thousand people at Ellen Road, which was brilliant. And 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 if you're not winning, you're learning. Yes, he, he, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it was and the the fact that that was a local derby made it even tougher. And, yeah. uh, but it was um great, honestly, a great experience. One, yeah. I, 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 even though we lost the game, I really enjoyed. Um, and and I think we, you know, we 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 managed to keep keep Huddersfield up. I think we beat West Brom, who were going who who were going to, trying to get promoted, yeah. stayed in the division. And then unfortunately, yeah, we were relieved of our duties, which which was yeah tough to take because we didn't quite see it coming. But this is this is football, mm. um, and you have two choices. I think you either get bitter or you try to get better. And yeah, there were, our lives had been such a roller coaster up to that point because we'd obviously had the experience left teaching, had the experience at Lincoln, yeah. went straight into to Huddersfield mid-season so it gave us an opportunity to reflect and learn and then we took, took, took the Portsmouth job and wow Portsmouth just a brilliant club so well supported honestly those supporters it's so passionate and mm. Fratton Park I mean I'm a football romantic but to mm. to to manage at Fratton Park it's a great old ground oh, yeah, yeah. it's such a special place Proper. such a special place and the supporters wow that Fratton end when they when they get behind you incredible and um, yeah I'm so pleased to see them doing as well as they're doing now um, I'd like to think we left them in a better place than we found them. Um, ultimately, I think, yeah, I think in we got sacked January first, two thousand and twenty-three. But two thousand and twenty-two, mm. I think we'd only lost once at home in the league in in twenty-six games at home, yeah. and we just drew too many games. And probably we were we were top in middle, well, middle to end of October, and from there, we, yeah, we just we we had some key injuries and just couldn't couldn't find the right solutions. Timing, and, yeah, yeah, do you get? Yeah. I mean, do you get? I mean, a couple of times, I think same sort of thing happened at Huddersfield. You have a good start, and you know your manager in the month and all that, and then you have a run of games and it doesn't go well. Do you think? I mean, I'm not saying in your situation, but you think sometimes clubs are a bit too quick to pull the trigger around managers. Um, you know, they don't see the big picture. They they make a call too early. Yeah, I think sometimes definitely. Uh, I look, I look, I look at the role, and I, I've I've lived both ends of it. So, you, but you know, when things are going well, like they did at Lincoln, we got a lot of we we got a lot of the plaudits and a lot mm. of credit for that. And to me, it's always the players' game. Mm. So it's always the players. It's your job to to support and help the players. And and I think you know, trying to build a connection with them to to make them feel good so that they can play at their best. That mm. that is, you know, you try to find a way of playing that suits them and helps them to be successful. Um, but the, the successes I always think is down to them. Now, when you when you lose and it doesn't go so, so well, the, the flip side of that, of that is that the head coach get or the manager gets a gets a lot of criticism. And um, yeah, I, I, it's it's an emotional industry, isn't it? And we live in a world of, of social media where this can then this emotion gets magnified, and the the supporter has 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 a, a bigger and a bigger opinion. Uh, Probably now, more now yeah. than, than ever. Yeah. More um, of a platform now. More, yeah, than a platform exactly. more than just singing yeah. a song on a Saturday, which, they've got a platform. Which, which by the way, is brilliant because yeah. if we didn't have football opinion, what else would we talk about? And the, club, yeah. um, and the clubs belong to the fans, you know. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. Just... And, and, and for us, you know, as West Ham supporters, we, we, we know that more than, more than anyone. Yeah. But, but certainly living, living what we did at Lincoln and Huddersfield and, and, and Portsmouth, you know, the, the great thing about all of those clubs and particularly a lot of the lower league clubs is that there's a big difference to me between being a supporter and a spectator. Sometimes in the Premier League now, I see a lot of spectators, yeah, and it's almost point. like they they turn the spectators they turn up to the games, yeah. and mm. I don't know. They almost expect us to be to 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 see a, a level of performance, and whereas 
for me, I, I believe the supporter can actually impact and yeah. influence the game, and that's yeah. what defines or what is but the, the jobs, difference between the, the, the two. jobs you've done. You know, they, that, that, those fan bases are, are oh, ma- massive and vocal. We would never have achieved the success that we did at Lincoln um, with, without their support mm. and the way that the, yeah. the way their supporters drove the players' energy and enthusiasm. And yeah, I, 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 I do believe that coaches need more time. I don't know. Like in my mind, I don't know if this is possible. But we had the transfer windows, maybe. Maybe clubs can't sack coaches outside transfer windows. Been talk yeah, of that yeah, before. Been I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just something. Not just for the not just for the benefit of the coaches, but for the, actually for, for the, the benefit players of the, benefit well. for the players and for the clubs. Yeah. Because you know, so so many times we see these these fantastic businessmen take over football clubs that have obviously got huge business acumen because mm. they wouldn't wouldn't own a football club if they mm. didn't have. But yet they get involved in football and they get caught up with the the emotion of the game. Yeah. And just start all the business acumen seems to go out the window and they. Just start to yeah. make decisions on emotion and I'm not sure this is good for the longevity of any football club and you look at you look at clubs and you you know you look at look at clubs that have had sustained success I think they're all built on a base of stability yeah and to do that you can't make too much change because... well we saw with Steve Cooper last year and I think that's paid off isn't it that, that, that everybody was thinking he could lose his job which would have been incredibly unfair but the chairman said no you know gave him a new contract stuck by him and and you know it proved to be the right call Absolutely, and I think there's there's many many, many stories like like Steve's, you know, even at, even at West Ham, David Moyes, who's done yeah, a yeah. brilliant done a brilliant job year after year. Even he come on un, uh, under criticism probably midway through last season. Yeah, and yeah, it's difficult sometimes. The the, the easiest way to get the sack in football is to overachieve, right? Yeah, because yeah, then yeah, I think well, yeah. you, you you increase yeah. the expectation, and it's difficult to, to Claudio, Ran- to. Claudio Ranieri won the league. Yeah, six wow. months later, out of work. Well, Del, Bas- Del Bosque is the one, isn't it? European <laughs> Cup and got the sack at Real Madrid. Um, just finally, don't so you, you and there's me feeling so <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you and Nicky have been out for what about nine, ten months now. So you're obviously looking to get back in. Um, but so yeah, I suppose every, you say everything sort of has to has to be right from your point of view and the club's point of view. But imagine you have to kind of keep on top of it. I remember. When Roy Hodgson uh, was was uh, out of work, he he would sort. I think he would meet with uh, with Ray Lewington. They'd sort of meet and uh, sit there with the pepper pots in a cafe every Friday and talk about football, keep yeah. it relevant. So yeah. when an opportunity did come up, they were right across it. I'm sure you and Nicky are no different because you could go into an to interview tomorrow in and that that chairman or whoever expects you to be on it know about his team and what you're going to do with it. Absolutely, yeah. For 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 Nicky and I, kind of we've. I suppose we've spent 35 of our first 40 years on this planet in education to some form. So we kind of live by timetables. So to, to wake up on the on the 2nd of January with, without a job and no structure is, is really, really different for us. So, yeah, for, for us, we get up early, we go to the gym, try to start the day well. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we just study the game. We love the game and we're, we're always trying to learn. So, you know, watching people, like, I've, been, I've loved watching Roberto de Serbia this year and Brighton and what, what he's done there. Yeah, incredible. I, I mean, I'm a West Ham supporter, so I've done like Tottenham, my wife supports Tottenham, but I despise Tottenham. Ange Postacoglu, wow, what, yeah. what a brilliant communicator! And what he was, it was he really in for the Huddersfield job when you got it? Know. There's some rumor out what there t- that you, t- you t- got it instead of him. T- what a terrible wow. decision they, they made that day! But um, <laughs> wow, but they, um, yeah, it was. Um, I, I'm not sure, but wow, yeah. in terms yeah. of just his communication skills, mm. just the way he strips you, you it got back. That, you got that, Danny. You, you know, you're sitting here, you're very honest, you're open. Obviously, fans texting in by the, in their droves 
from clubs you've been at absolutely loving you wanting to, wanting you to come back so you've got that and you know you're a positive for football it's really nice to meet you it's yeah. been great oh, that's really kind of lovely to see you. we wish you well thank Danny. you very you much guys in, getting back it's in been soon a pleasure. I've and written down a team on a piece of paper that yeah. when we're off there I'm going <laughs> to show okay. it to Danny and think that's where he's going to end up well uh, on your way up uh, the news uh, our sports news reader here he oh, comes yeah, now he's, he's, he's hanging about outside he's a woking fan he's he better wants, than that he wants to have a chat with than, you he's better than Tim Pot the Hawksby and Jay Jacob's Daily Podcast. Wales uh, take on Turkey uh, this evening in uh, Cardiff. The math's pretty simple. Turkey lead the group with 16 points. Croatia a second with 13. Wales, after that disappointing one-all draw with Armenia Mm. at the weekend, are on 11. That means if Wales beat Turkey tonight um, and... uh, I think Armenia Armenia can get... Yeah, the Croatia drop points against Armenia, then they will get the automatic slot. Otherwise, it's a playoff. Guaranteed Looking playoff. like a playoff, isn't it? It is looking like a playoff. Turkey are a good side and uh, you would expect Croatia at home to get the job done. But football's a funny old it game, is as Greasy once told us. And joining us now to chat about it, uh, a, a Wales regular, I understand. First game he's missing for the first time in a long time oh, tonight. Right, okay. was, we spoke to him, of course, during the World Cup when he went following the team. It is uh, comedian Rob Woodward. Good afternoon, Rod. Hi, Rod. Hey guys, how are you doing? Yeah, good, yes, thank you. We are. So, what are you working tonight instead? I am. Would you believe I'm almost ashamed to say it, but uh, this has been a long-standing thing, and I'm I'm heading up north to uh, to MC the uh, National Potato Awards. You know, so oh, I've obviously got my priorities right. Then, then hang on, <laughs> let's back up a bit. The, na- the National Potato oh, sounds Awards. Sounds good. Sounds a nice gig. Exactly. You know, it's, it's just I knew this is the one gig I've been I've been trying to get all the years since I started, and it's finally come in. Fantastic! And, uh, you know, just unfortunately, it clashes with a Wales game and a big one at that. I'm, I'm what just sort of intri- comedy is it? Is it a roast? Hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, so there's an opening line. Hey, I got that now. Well, we're going to go down a potato rabbit hole if that makes sense. Uh, so you have grower, growing manager of the year. Oh, lovely! Yeah. Best innovation in the world of potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, best environmental slash sustainability initiative. Best marketing work campaign. Machinery and implements. Agronomy. Uh, what a band they are. Uh, Hescott Meredith <laughs> Memorial. Um, best young achiever. Wow, so yeah, it's, quite a lot it's, of it. Quite a lot. A, I mean, how Robson Carnu is is our link to the potato world, isn't he? He's, he's married into the Albert Bartlett family. Yeah. And the, I said, I wonder if Hal will be there tonight. And an ex Wales player is perfect, Rod. I get, I get the impression I know where he's going to be, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just feel like you've done all the work for me. All I'm hoping is that the people who are going to be at the awards haven't been yeah. listening to the Hawksby and Jake show because they're going to know my first ten minutes. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh. the, the good thing about great potato farmers yeah. is they're all outstanding in their field. Oh come on. <laughs> You can't write these down. These down can't write these down quick. We should have had. We should have had. A, we should have workshop. We should have had an hour with you, Rod, before uh, before the show tonight. See what we could come up with. You know what? This was worth pulling into the hard shoulder. <laughs> so, how hopeful are you? I mean, you're kind of behind the eight ball a bit tonight because Turkey are are a good side. Um, and oh, so, I mean, it's still a very good side. Yeah. I mean, my my. Initially, I was thinking, you know, perhaps they'd be on the beach. But then we know, even though they've qualified, one more point and they they, uh, they finished top of the group. And I just feel that you're not, you, you can't see, you realistically can't see Croatia uh, giving anything up at home. So it's got it's got playoffs written all over it. 
Yeah, and yeah. the playoffs, um, the way it works these days is you kind of know you've got, don't you? So you're going to, it would be either Finland, Ukraine, or Iceland in a home playoff semi final with Poland and Estonia waiting in the final. Mm. Or well, Estonia. I certainly fancy the home semi, and, you know, we've, we've done it in a, in a playoff before to get the World Cup. So, I mean, uh, we've managed to shake off the monkey that, that just not qualifying all those years. I, and look, anything could happen now, and it's nervy. And uh, the, the only worry is, where's the next goal going to come from? I mean, Harry Wilson's got the last three goals in, in uh, the home wins that we've had, and uh, you know, it's, I think we've been worked out up front a little bit. You know, the keeper more thing just didn't look good the other day. I think top coaches have worked it out, and uh, yeah, they're going to need a lot of energy and a lot of zip. I think uh, the likes of Dan James and, and Brennan Johnson could potentially make the difference if they can bring the A game. I've been impressed with Brennan Johnson. He's been, I mean, since I've seen him a bit more in the flesh at Tottenham, sadly mm. not as much because he's been pretty, pretty much injury hit. But I think, I think he yeah. looks a really, a really good player. I'm very excited as a Tottenham fan to see what he can do. And you know, it, it could be big for you tonight. Absolutely, I think the best is yet to come from him. Mean, he's going in confidence all the time, and uh, I really think uh, Wales are going to have a player on their hands there in Brennan Johnson eventually. But yeah, I just feel that. The depth is not there. They're bringing Lockyer in. Obviously, Matham's out uh, due to suspension. So uh, he hasn't played for, for a couple of years for Wales. So I think we're going to be up against it. That's, that's what the, the realist in me tells me. Mm. Well, um, yeah. in bet- I'm sure you'll be keeping an eye on the score in between handing out the awards. So um, Absolutely. Yeah. To, uh, the, to the detriment of the awards, it could all go fair <laughs> Yeah, the last ten minutes, he seemed very angry. Last ten minutes, right? <laughs> he was funny. He was he was the best really host we'd ever had. Last ten minutes, though, he got oh, he started having a pop at people, started throwing spuds. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh dear, it won't happen. Anyway, while we got you on, Rod, uh, we're going to play celebrity combination oh, lock. So uh, anyway, let's yeah. bring in the intro. Here we go. <laughs> Celebrity Combination Lock with your hosts, Paul Hawksby and Lock Keeper, Charlie Baker. Yes. Yes, uh, Celebrity Combination Lock. We have a combination lock. We can't open it. It's as simple as that. that Our assistant producer's fetid gym kit is getting worse, getting ranker by the minute. Stinking out of the office. Uh, So we need to open that lock. He's Um, put on eight stones. He can't go to the gym anymore. Exactly. That's not helping either. Um, (laughs) Tom Rosenthal, actor and comedian, uh, last week was did brilliantly. He got two correct numbers, two in the correct place. So as I give you what Tom got, that'll give you an idea that two of these numbers are correct, Rod, and two are in the correct place. So uh, the numbers uh, Tom went with were nine one zero zero. Nine one zero zero. Two of those numbers are correct. Two are in the correct place. So let's have your four numbers, please, Rod. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've thrown this over to my wife. I'm, I'm working on the, the assumption that you know, obviously Wales being the, the home of Carol Borderman, and my wife's a pretty good uh, mathematician as well. I, I'm hoping she's got this. I'm hugely confident. You mm. know. Here we go. Um, good. It's uh, <laughs> five one nine four. That's what we've come up with. Five one nine four. Five one nine four. Okay, let's see. Yeah, let's, let's put, put those, those in and put those in. Let's get the numbers. Let's get the numbers from Colin, of course. Five. We're never going to live this down, guys. You know. <laughs> one. One. Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Lovely. Yeah. 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 Four. Okay. Four. Yeah. Here we go. Four. 
Oh, hang on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Music's coming. 5194. 5194. Here we go. It's what, 5 1. I think it may have given it away a little bit. The music coming in, but let's yeah. find out. Let's see. Let's see. Oh. Oh. Oh, look, let's find so, out. Close. Let's find out um, from Colin how many. Uh, I don't know the number, so I don't know I'm saying so close. No. How many were correct, Colin? Two. 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 And how many in the correct place? One. Oh, oh. Well, it narrows it down oh, now. No. We've gone... She's good now. She's had a nightmare. She's had a mare. If anything, she's, she's done worse. Honestly, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this programme is nothing but bad luck for her. The last time I was being interviewed on this show, she fell through our decking whilst I was being interviewed. <laughs> 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 oh dear! Well, do ap- do, oh, ap- do nice. apologise on our behalf. There we um, go. But Honestly, th- and I remember you asking me, Paul. You said, you know, what what would have happened? You know, if 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 it had actually happened whilst you were on air, it was like a minute before you went on. I said to you, she'd have understood, but she she, she let me know afterwards that <laughs> she wouldn't she have done. Wouldn't have understood. <laughs> <laughs> well, give our love to everybody in the potato industry tonight, Ron. Yeah. Hope it goes well. You've had your chips, all those. Uh, yes, yeah, wear yeah. a jacket. <laughs> wear a jacket. <laughs> wear a jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> No jacket required. There you go. That's what it is. That's it. That's it. Okay, Charlie. Yeah, let it go, Charlie. Any more? He's right in these I'm pitching for next year's gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers, Rod. Cheers, Rod. All the best. Take care. Thanks. There we are. Rod Woodward there. Mrs. Woodward. Um, yeah. uh, heading off to the National Potato Awards. Everybody going tonight? That'll be magic. Enjoy. That'll be lovely. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be a great night. Do they say if you like whether you have rice or chips or rice or potato? Because anybody says rice, they immediately yeah. get set. Sent out. Rice, <laughs> get out. That's the trick question. You're out of the potato gang. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here we are. That was Magic. this afternoon's show. Uh, I'll reconvene with Andy tomorrow. And Charlie, you're back Thursday so you're for the Thursday spread for and all the that. Spread all that Brilliant. stuff. Lovely. So I hope you can listen from one tomorrow. If not, the podcast is always available at four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.